Yeah, but Maybe when the weekend. you get up <laughs> super early, normally, uh, not today for me, but um, are we? What are we doing? Are I'm we waiting on you to stop talking about doing shrooms. Or not? Do we keep going? How dare you? you wanna, right, no, we're, I'm, I mean, I'm ready to go, man. Okay, buddy. <laughs> Sweat Equity Podcast. Yeah. Can I get a hot yeah. toddy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eric, I hate it so much. Let him hear your voice. I hate it. We got our guest, friend of the program, owner of You Are Cabinets, uh, Mr. Jordan Long. You got to get right up on that mic. What's up, guys? This is like... uh, I'm going to turn it down a little bit. This is Andy Milanakis. Is it? Three Loco. I kind of like it. Yeah, it's great. But it's, I don't know, you guys hear that uh, little buzzy buzz? Yep, a little it's, bit. It's that deal. Okay. Okay. I like it. All right. Well. Is that guy, so that guy's still around? Yeah, big time. It, big time? Yeah. Well, and, this is Andy from Milanakis? a while back. Okay, this is this song's We Are Llamas, and they had originally done a song using the We Are Farmers <laughs> thing. You know way too it much. It blew up. It's Simon Rex, Dirt Nasty, too. Uh, uh, Riff Raff. Diplo, I think. Yeah. And then uh, they got sued for what? for using We Are Farmers, like straight up just stole it. I heard this. I was like, there ain't no way this is allowed. Oh, the insurance company? Yeah. Uh-huh. And then uh, they redid J.K. it as Simmons? We Are Llamas. And uh, I think you can see it on YouTube, the, the original still. We were watching it the other day. Cool story, huh? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you kept asking all about the, it. All the women that are listening to this podcast just got wet. Here Both of them. Syn- <laughs> that synopsis, they're like, "Oh, I'm so moist." Yeah, that's gross that's word. The grossest word. Gross word. Moist is the. Fi- I de- I defy you to find me a grosser word. There isn't any anybody out there. It's not even a cuss word. It's just the only time you can use it is for cakes and muffins. Even and, then, and that's even it. Then. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, pull, I'm pull, done with it. You're gonna have to pull that. So if the microphone is a robot dick, you gotta talk right into the dick hole. Right on the dick, I guess. There. It's, it somehow. I know our listeners have heard me say that a lot, but uh, it somehow works for everybody to get coached up in a, in a jiffy. <laughs> I don't. You it's gotta be it. a robot dick. I paint a picture of my words. You know. <laughs> okay. I can't help it. So uh, let's get. You've got a lot of experience. You're what, 30, 29, 30, 31, 31. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, get everybody up to speed about your background because you've got a lot of experience for being 31. And I think that'll help set the table a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, about five years ago, I was working in uh, an IT company doing sales and I just hated my job. It's one of those things that you got to pick up your feet every morning to drag yourself in. And uh, every night to kind of blow off my steam, I would go home and work in my garage and build tables and build chairs and desks and all of the kinds of stuff. And uh, eventually I had some people come by, see what I was doing, ask me if I could build it for them. One of the guys that came by happened to be an NFL player um, for the Bucks, and asked me to build a whole bunch of stuff for him. So I went into my job the next day and said <laughs> – who was he? You gotta tell us. Can't <laughs> throw you, that out there. See you later. Um, no. It, it was a guy named Monty Gro, who's a uh, 
got a a bad turn of events, but we'll leave that out for now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that kind of debt for I, all his furniture purchases. I knew this part. You yeah, ha- you haven't had a brief on. Uh, yeah, I Jordan could. Either. I could. Uh, I could give you a back. So this no. is kind of doing a little bit of the uh, Tokubaga stuff too for us. Um, yeah, getting Eric up to speed on uh, your background. But yeah, I wasn't going to bring it up because. Uh, Sorry, you knew I was going to ask. Yeah, well, <laughs> look, it's not a big deal. Old partners, you know, right. partnerships they f- they fizzle, they dissolve, they, you know, you you bring in more partners, it happens. It's not anything right. salacious. Right. It's yeah. just we get '90s bucks boner. Yeah. You know, we're like, oh my god, is it Jeff? Go- <laughs> is it Jeff Gooch? Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty much. I want to hear who it is so that I can take it a step further to show law. I know more than him oh, about the bucks. That, I mean, I got you from 96 to 03, probably. Okay. Next one. Somehow we're going to figure this out. Who's what who's number was John McLaughlin? Oh, fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> numbers. What number was Robbie Abdullah? Uh, uh, 22, 27. Damn it. Come close, on, man. Close. That is your local segment brought to you by no one cares. All right. Um, so go back to your timeline. So that your, kind of, uh, Pushed into me going and quitting my job, um, which rolled into more clients, more friends, uh, more word of mouth. And eventually, I got into my first commercial job at 22 Square in downtown Tampa through a girl I went to. Actually, she works right over here at ASD, a girl that I went to college with. Uh, some of the listeners don't know where we are. Uh, <laughs> we are in some – we have a bunch of people outside of the area, so I try right. to always, like, reset it. But, yeah, right here around in the corner. Ybor City. Yeah, it's uh, your hipsterish. Older part of town. Right, part it, of Tampa. Like any 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 city has it, you know, revitalizing. So from there it took off, and I was doing almost 99% commercial work and really grew that, that business model based on architectural millwork, which is a fancy word for saying custom furniture making for corporate offices. Right. Um, about a year ago I decided that I've kind of had enough and I, I wanted to change directions with that part of the business. I, I don't know if I got bored or, or just saw a better opportunity, but I saw the opportunity of cabinets one way or another and took off with that. So since then I've been focusing on the cabinet size of it, side of it. Um, but, and the experience, I mean, we, throughout my tenure with the architectural work, we did jobs at universal studios, uh, Disney down in Bradstreet, all the main major banks here in Tampa, SunTrust, Regions, Chase Bank, Citibank, and we just got our Dun and Bradstreet business credit right, number. Right. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, amongst a couple dozen, a few dozen local large firms. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I like your story. Uh, you're su- you're super kind of like modest dude, um, and uh, your work is really good. Like that's that's the thing that's fun about your stuff is like eric and i can work as much as we want but it's I, because you can't put it in your hands or you can't put your your no. i thought you were gonna make fun of my my table i made my roller cart no i mean the, that that's what i'm saying like that's way more interesting than a website to a lot of people but oh, to yeah. us yeah it's a tangible product that right. you can see and you know can see a real result at the end we know the how valuable the black magic of the internet of things we do is, but like most people can't kind of innately understand it. So, and plus I just, I think 
woodworking is cool and I don't know shit about it. Yeah, like, dude. It I want to do it, but I don't know how. Yeah. I, I mean, I just went picking through my all the stuff I had at home. It, it's so satisfying to get it together and make it work and not fall off yeah. the wall and that sort of shit. It's and meditative. It, just, it, it really is yes. meditative, which what is what drew, uh, drew me to it for such a long period of time. But uh, Did you grow up with a uh, dad or older brother or cousin or something? Man, someone that kind of taught you stuff? I had one of those you, dads You that, jumped to like, I was doing sales. Right. And then, you know, on the side at night, like, you're doing a, like, right. elaborate woodworking. I had the type of dad that would show me how to do it once, and then he forced me to figure it out on my own. And he would make me figure it out on my own. Hmm. Like, uh, I like that. I'm, write, I'm writing notes. When you're going through it, that sounds shitty. Yeah. But, you know, as that, we're dads you. now, and right. it's like, you got to do that. Yeah, if it you teaches don't. you everything. Like, uh, for instance, my dirt bike as a kid broke down the first time my dad walked me through it, how to fix it. After that, he said, "If you don't want to ride it anymore, you gotta, you gotta fix it." So, I was six years old out there rebuilding a top end on a dirt bike, and really, yeah. So that I mean, that makes you appreciate it too. It does. Like yeah. if you're just given stuff all the time and understand it, right, right, right. Like you, you appreciate the value of it, and uh, and the fact that like there's something satisfying about being able to engineer uh, a repair or right. or you know, not needing anybody at an early age, too. Yeah. yeah. That's self-esteem. That's how you build self-esteem for kids, really. And also, really, the him doing that at six, being able to learn how to see, well, seeing how things work, you can take that for, I mean, a motor in general is going to be applicable to anything with a motor, at least, and then you'll see how a lot of other things work, and that's kind of a, yeah. a nice bonus on top of, learning the actual motor itself you know yeah it, the it's kind of like what we say about like the more we're doing the more we can do kind of thing like it we've we've now learned how to uh learn, learn quickly as, as an adult like that's a new thing in the last three years had to f kind of just do by fire but mm -hmm. when you're a kid i i'm i see it with my two-year-old son and it's like um you know trying to teach him how how to teach himself almost mm -hmm. in a way right right like i want to go help him because he's crying and he doesn't know how to get emotions out right so it's either he's like pumped and we're making fart noises or he's like wailing right. and there's like not a lot in between right now because yeah which has got to be a hard uh task for a, for a father to just let your kid cry and figure it out i mean I can't oh it even sucks imagine. yeah it, it, oh, and it takes your son's forever. three so it's similar they area suck at everything too <laughs> it's like you, we're gonna figure it out and it's like you stand there just waiting it's like they're figuring it out slowly but god can i just go in the other room and do something else right. yeah you got to let them do but it they even won't if they're let gonna, you. you know they're doing it wrong you can't right. be like but 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 unless it's going to put him in danger kind of thing. Right. But that's the thing. It's like, uh, that, that is applicable to anything you're doing now. Cause you have this new venture of cabinets. And so we, we've gone over a few things lately when I was in your office and it's like, just trying to give you, ask you general questions and stuff. What do you need? Do you need anything from us outside of what we're trying to do on the marketing and ops end or automation and soft skill shit we're going to do? Nerd shit. You are shaking the table like a motherfucker. Am I? Yeah. I'm watching it. Uh, it's you're, that very, crack. you're being very Italian today. I'm very Italian. It's because <laughs> my laptop's to the side here. Oh. But Sorry. it's that thing of like, I bet you feel like you can. I, I have enough uh, confidence and like, you can give me something, I'll figure it out now, kind of thing, for yeah. the most part. Yeah. Like, if I had to start woodworking as a hobby, 
I feel like I could get pr- pretty good at it in a you, yeah, year. Yeah, you maybe. definitely could. I mean, woodworking it works the exact same way. You you start with one thing. If you don't know how to do it, you either trial and error until you get it, or you go look on YouTube and figure it out like every other American. I was gonna say YouTube, <laughs> yeah. that or Pinterest, especially these days. It's right. it's a lot easier to learn things. Yeah. We had a sketch, uh, Eric and I did five years ago, four Dude, years ago. If that's right, that's crazy. I think it's five years ago. Wow. Uh, it's called right. How to Be a Man because both of us, were, we feel guilty for not knowing manly stuff like we should. <laughs> like, like I literally was so dumb the other day because I was burned out. I was like, how do you use a uh, can opener? Because <laughs> I'm not doing it right for some reason. And I was like, oh, yeah, you got to make a burp and then puncture it. <laughs> Like, um, are you talking about the ones that you jam in there to the Hawaiian punch and then you smash it on the other side? Is uh, that what you're talking about? Well, there's that, but like That's just a, just beans, one. just like a bean, like the twisty, twisty ones. Yeah. yeah, I was like, why None am I so o- dumb? Other hobos under the bridge couldn't help you. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I was making my chili, uh, but it was like, I was like, why am I fucking? I can't do that. And then I, I was like, don't fucking don't, don't go to YouTube. And then I did, <laughs> and then I was like, fuck it. But we did one called How to Be a Man. It was the whole idea was like two show like how to put a drywall screw in and like these things that i didn't know at 20 super embarrassed in college Mm -hmm. not to know and didn't want to ask my pops because you know he'd be like oh he'll show me and then get pissed you know (laughs) dad mad doing it wrong right so we uh there's a whole generation your age and younger that know way less than that yeah you're even worse off good for you with the wood yeah, I mean it's impossible to find to find employees like find people that can come and help me. It's it's so rare to find someone that's my age or younger that's even interested in it. So my strategy I have for you on that because we did talk about that and I had an idea is we're gonna try to procure these guys, you know, the hobbyist kind of guys. Mm-hmm. I bet we can. There's a push and pull strategy with hiring people. We want we have a waiting list of people that have said like whenever you hire full time, please I want to. Please let me apply or whatever. You know, uh, they're in the hopper. Right. Um, and that's all I wanted from the beginning for this place. We're not going to hire full time until we have to. Um, for you, you have to have the, the specialties of your guys. Right. And so I think we could – I bet we could find the hobbyist like you were, like a lot of our audience is, the people that don't like what they're doing currently. Uh, and at night, they're really getting into the passion, uh, to the thing they love doing right maybe you don't love actually doing this the saw uh you know the sanding down and stuff the actual process the actual task work right Mm -hmm. but it's satisfying we talk about don't be happy be satisfied kind of thing it's definitely meditative you can't think about or do anything else most of the time if you're doing something like that yeah you just you just blank out for a few hours yeah that's the archery thing that's all that it's just like we talked about working out the other day like it's uh, i've been doing the circuit workouts and it's it's been the best because I can't – I'm about to throw up the whole time. That's good. Yeah, but I can't think about anything else except for, like, I'm exhausted. Have you thrown up from being exhausted? I've never done that. Oh, yeah, like yeah. Really? Sh- no, I've not, I mean, Did it just never football? made sense to me. <laughs> oh, oh, I played man. football, and they tortured us, but it wasn't – You never barfed? Not – no. I don't know. Oh, dude, it's all weird. the time. Yeah, my, I had a wrestling coach that literally wouldn't let us stop oh. running until we threw up. Oh During God! The, the what a conditioning dick. week, the first week, like you had to throw up every day. So people are out there forcing themselves and, to throw up. And then up. there's another level where they call you a pussy for not going back to practice. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, dude, come on, man. I, these guys are all professional I don't coaches like now. Up. So I have that Seinfeld thing where it's like, if I puke, I'm out. Like I right. don't want to do anything else. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but there's guys that puke and rally, and I'm like, oh man, don't make me do that. Yeah. That's a whole other plateau of like your human capacity. 
It's like, you're a pussy for puking in the first place. <laughs> yeah, the, they'll tell you it. that too, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, in drinking water. Mm-hmm. And then oh, all yeah. these people died I know. in two days and stuff. Yeah. Um, so that passion, I'm interested in that part. Tell, I want to talk about like when you were doing the job. And it doesn't sound like a terrible job, the IT sales job. But, you know, you're probably right out of college. Uh, uh, a couple years out of college, yeah. But yeah, that, that kind of like real first legit or second legit job, yeah. you know, out of college and like, what am I going to do? Uh, I, I'm always interested in that period of people's lives that um, that you're in that crossroads and you're totally like fucking, I don't know where to go, you know? Yeah, I think everyone goes through that process, at, you know, at some point in their lives. Usually it's one to two years out of college or high school or wherever you start your life, but if you're not lost at that age, you're probably not doing it right, or you just are so full of yourself. Yeah, you're that you a don't conceited asshole. <laughs> yeah, you don't realize. I know what yet. I'm gonna do. Even if you're set up and you, you know, your parents are setting you up with a great job. Like I think everyone goes through that kind of unsure, unhappy stage, which is exactly where I was at. Um, and I had a good future there. I could have made a lot of money. I just, at the end of the day, wasn't satisfied. Like you said, I wasn't satisfied or happy yeah. with the job. So I had to make a change. I was planning on getting another job, you know, medical sales or getting into commercial real estate or something else. But the woodworking was just so much more to me. I I, I liked it. I like doing it way, way more. So, yeah, there's something like, um, I don't know, um, like, uh, I'm trying to think of the word. I have no idea where you're trying to go with this. (laughs) There's something like um, very authentically like... um, God tangible, damn it. what is it? Yeah, like um, okay. I'll, I'll get it. I'll get it. I'll I'll explain. What I want to know <laughs> what did you have a bunch of tools when you started doing like because woodworking you got to have a setup. You know you can't just be out there with a pair of scissors. Yeah, so I you know I I actually it all the catalyst to the whole woodworking thing sparked when the girl I was dating at the time asked me to buy her a table. Um, from like restoration hardware, I was like, "Do you realize those tables are five grand? First of all, no, I'm yeah. never buying you a table that's five thousand dollars." And also, get rid of her because she's got way too expensive she, taste. She's long gone now. But Good for you. <laughs> um, I took it as a challenge and told her that I could build it. She goes, "No, you couldn't." And I go, "Yeah, I, I could build that. You know, why, why can't I build that?" And so you bought I went, five thousand dollars worth of saws. <laughs> I went and got the cheapest. I went to Harbor Freight. I got a cheap chop saw, a cheap. That's the secret spot Table that people salt. don't know about. Yeah. yeah, for beginners, I mean, yeah, absolutely. They don't, they don't hold up very long. I was going to say, if you only want to use it once or twice, <laughs> yeah, go for you're it. good to go. But I, I built the table, and that's kind of how everything sparked. And Are you judging this table the whole time you've been sitting here? This table, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, a lot. Our, our, the wobble. Our, uh, my carpenter friend made it for us yeah. uh, as a kind of a gift and, um, you know, yeah. as, a, as a side piece. So don't judge too hard. No, it's not bad. I mean, it's... It's got the uh, the rustic vibe to but it. But you, you can't not walk in a room and see, like, I call it being like, uh, I have, like, retarded Jason Bourneism. Like, I walk in rooms and I can't not see, like, yeah. the most minute things right. in the room that a lot of people aren't seeing. Yeah. Th- until I go, like, why is there a fucking disco ball in this place? Like, something like that. And they're like, oh, I didn't even, re- I, I never even seen that. And you're yeah. like, you walk in here every day and you don't see this? You know, shit like that. So Yeah, um, I get that too, especially with woodworking. I'm sure you guys, when you see a company's website or like you were telling me a story about that email you saw the other uh, oh yesterday. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, emails with the like the legal disclaimer all fucked up at the bottom. And yeah. you're like, you just opened yourself up for a lot of shit. Uh-huh. Um, like to me, I would see that and be like, oh, yeah, they're covered. Look. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, I mean, that this one you could probably look at and eyeball it pretty yeah. good and be like, yeah, th- those aren't even full sentences. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, the formatting's all fucked up. That's not even stuff. English. Yeah. Was, yeah, I was going to say, it might have been translated. Yeah, uh, it was not. <laughs> I could... I know just from an idiot, I guess. Perspective client we're talking to. So uh you know, they do the thing where I'm sure you had people come up to you and go, Hey, I'm looking for this and you have a whole plan for them and it takes like just like we're gonna give you a proposal, like your proposals, they're all custom. So mm-hmm. it's like it takes a minute and you can lose money for sure. But you gotta go, Okay, pretty sure this guy's gonna be a client and then they go, ah, I'm gonna try to do it myself. <laughs> And then you, you see what they've tried to do. Talk and you're to like, you in a Jesus month. Jesus Christ. Right. Um, uh, the problem with that is that they do it themselves, and they're like, I did it. Look how good it is. <laughs> right. And you're like, that's yeah. not good. Right. Yeah. And you could apply this to I, a, I a like table it. being built, too, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Again, tangible. Um, so that's – so with cabinets, let's talk cabinets. Let's, uh, let's get real hot and busy. <laughs> it's not super sexy probably to a lot of people listening, but cabinets – Dude, cabinets like a legit industry. Uh, like you gotta be on top of your shit with cabinets. Um, yeah, I mean, just like anything else, you're watching trends change, styles change, colors change, st- uh, functionality. There's always something new, a new size, and you know. But if you're a renter, you don't really know until you st- oh, buy a house, right? Yeah, yeah. Until you're, you're fr- like, fucking cabinets yeah. are what? Yeah, right. Like, cause I, we were like, maybe we could change those out and get this different kind. And they're like, oh, cool. That's like. 12 grand more and you're like whoa what for real well it's one of those things that's fixed usually it's gonna be it's got to fit in a certain area it's got to be flush plumb all that shit perfect you know and then it's just like the one of the only what else is there that eric handyman using all the slang yeah i looked it up plumb not really i knew that one but i mean what else is there that you can't move around that you need to have in one place right even other than i mean yeah i mean you got your stove but really you're not building a stove Right. And it's crazy expensive. They say, um, you know, a kitchen low to high end cost should be anywhere from 15 to 20 percent of your total home value. Mm, that's a good. That's a good yeah. uh, nugget. So you look at a two hundred thousand dollar house. High end kitchen for that house is 40 grand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah dude. You can f- those cabinets, man, they're just a bitch. You what was try that? To get them out, redoing them. What was that ROI again? Sorry. I, I, we, was, have a, I, we have another guest after this. The, the portion dumpster. of. What your home value is should be fifteen to twenty percent into the kitchen. Right, right. It's where we spend the most time, typically. It's like the heart. I mean, just what sells homes. It's uh, it's definitely the heart where you spend the most time. You're cooking. You're hanging out in there. Everyone's, everyone has a functional kitchen now. It used to be, back in, hide them. It used 50s, to be hide the kitchen. The yeah, it the was Cosby a little, Show door. A little galley. No one ever went in there. There was a door usually blocking it off, and now it's all open concept. The kitchen's right in the heart when you first walk in. You see these big, grand range hoods and these big, grand, tall cabinets that are 10 foot tall. I mean, it's... Uh, They're the centerpieces now. It's the centerpiece, yeah, as it should it's be. Weird. It's weird that, like, now that I'm thinking about it, it's like the biggest centerpiece in most people's house is the most, like, utilitarian thing, too, mm-hmm. right? Because that has the most use out of any of it. And I like, uh, man, those big fucking island tables, too. Those, those are the kind of things that... I, I think when you have a party and you're like, come on, everybody, over in this room, over in this Gather room. Gather around. Yeah, we're the party's Bring over your here. Wine. It's not in the kitchen. And then <laughs> everybody just migrates over. Right, right. 
I'm yeah. snacking. You don't I'm ever crazy. have to tell people. They just go to the kitchen. They just go, right. Because there's always somebody cooking. If somebody's cooking, for sure. I mean, it's going to be, yeah. that's where you got to, Yeah. somebody's going to be like, can you come talk to me? Yeah, and, and if it's not the inside kitchen, it's the outside kitchen, you know, that's the grill. going in the backyard. The and grill. it's usually where the drinks are. Right. Little bar area, ice machine. So cabinets, we gotta find it. We gotta find some some slogans. We gotta find some branding. I got uh, three beer drunk last night and sent you some uh, <laughs> some slogans and taglines because I was like, we gotta find. I gotta get my Don Draper on, and I gotta figure out some kind of heart or something. Because yeah. there's, it's literally there's not a lot to work with. Well, let's hear them. <laughs> oh God, I got my get, finger get hovering over the button. Um, I gotta do this from memory, but it was like, you know, I'm trying to. Storytelling is a pretty easy theme to, to jump from now if you're doing branding. So the Dos Equis talks about tell your story kind of thing. We've got a barbecue company we're partners in. It, it's called Cock and Bull. That's all about telling tall tales. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the brand, you know, world. I'm trying to think of like, you know, cabinets. We put our stuff in there. Americans were obsessed with shit, uh, like stuff mm-hmm. and the things that hold our stuff. Um, if we can get really just basic bitch on it. And I was like, you know, telling stories. These are your new stories. These cabinets are going to hold your new stories. Something like that. You, you, you vibe where I'm going with this? Yeah. No, not really. I haven't run it by you. Like, your kitchen is the heart of the house now, right? Yeah. So that's where that started in my head. Right. And then, you know, we're giving you storage for your stories. Mm, yeah. Uh, the only mm-hmm. thing we're going to have a problem. <laughs> I, I think a place to serve your stories along those lines would would be uh, more I, was, I was like storied He's storage doing your job bro store store no i see i extract it out of them that's what oh. i do i'm the muse you're the muse yeah i'm the catalyst i get yeah. it out i pull it out of people see who would never come up with that muse because who that's for your other podcast we were talking about that earlier who go, who Write drives around and thinks of wordplay shit or gets drunk and thinks of like I do. You and I do. Oh, I'm yeah. saying like okay that's yeah different. we're weird that's right. Well, that's he's why th- he's thinking about job. like you know Putting shims in this island table or yeah. something. I know. Real work. Shim. There's another big buzzword. I looked, I looked up a couple to sound <laughs> cool. Yeah, we got <laughs> right plum and now. shims now. Um, but uh, shim should be like a carpentry pronoun, new pronoun. You don't know which gender it is, a shim. Yeah. Thank you. I'll be here all night. Tip your waitresses. Uh, uh-huh. Why is my fucking thing? Oh, is so the caps lock working? Uh, and that's what it was. It was the caps lock was on. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> now we're good. Ever, yeah, that's a good soundboard, man. I know. Uh, so, w- one problem we're gonna have is uh, the name is U R for Urban Resto was the previous right. uh, brand you had when mm. you were making custom business kind of furniture, and so it's gonna be tough. We're gonna have to figure that part out. Just saying it out loud: U R cabinets, and then your cabinets. If you're like text. Reading it like a text almost. I think of like, you know, I don't know what company it was where it was like, you are, and then that's the one side. Think of it font in one color. Then the next thing is you are cabinets, and then you oh. are blah, blah, blah. And oh, it's I'm like, with you, buddy. The, you are I got some of the text last night. No, like, like, you are a cabinet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you are cabinets. No, I, well, I bought the domain name with Y-O-U-A-R-E cabinets.com and you are cabinets.com. To that, kind of that's good. Just for the well, for stuff like this, when we say you are cabinets, and if it gets glossed over, somebody's like, oh, "Okay, I'm gonna look it up," and then they'll try right. and type all the different things, and mm. that's w- good though. <laughs> I wanted to try to do something, <laughs> something using forage and storage. So I, I, I'm ready. I'm ready for you. <laughs> we proudly forage for your storage. You mm-hmm. are. <laughs> I was gonna do it. 
even That's if it was so, the greatest tagline so ever. So good. So be. here's a little tip. Here's the pragmatic tip uh, for this episode, at least. If you're if you're doing trying to do slogans and trying to whiteboard stuff out like that, doing creative where you're doing messaging for your company or you know the side hustle thing. One thing I always talk about is use all of whatever doesn't make it as your tagline or slogan for your company. Uh, you can use that stuff elsewhere, right? We can use this in the mailers you're sending out. We can mm-hmm. use this copy that is not going to be a slogan, but you know, uh, it doesn't have to die right there in the in the. I mean, these do, but the. Um, you just don't want your shitty taglines to go away. Uh, I want organization organization stations somewhere in there because yeah. rhyming alliteration people love that shit uh uh you you your stories stored that was like i was like oh, i am don draper i am don draper your stories stored it's that's bad no i was like delirious i man. can't tell if you like them or not i ha- i love and hate them it's like all my jokes um uh your fireplace m- mantle uh, that doesn't even make sense. Hold on. Uh, I'll just turn his microphone off. We can talk about. See camera. you guys later. Bye. Do you have like a specific style, Jordan, that you would say is unique to you personally? Yeah. Well, I mean, just you know, your company. You are a company. Um, it, it probably rides with the the latest trend right now or trend. Uh, you know, the farmhouse, the modern farmhouse, the shabby chic kind of stuff. Get you on that mic. The the shabby chic kind of stuff. Um, but. What I'm seeing in, in the change of the trends is a much more modern approach. So everything is going more streamlined, more hard lines, less wall cabinets, more base cabinets, more functionality in those cabinets. But as an overall style, um, Urban Resto or UR is more on the rustic side. I would say we're associated with that. Yeah, I think we're seeing a trend more to uh, material, less plastic, E70s, 80s style, where you had the countertops that were like, you know, that from like a with yeah, with the film of the, like whatever. Yeah, that stuff's not making a comeback. Yeah, <laughs> no shot. Uh, and it, it it probably will. All this stuff's cyclical, right? So it it probably it, come yeah, back the, and the it'll be like amazing. Will, you know, they'd have to have a new technique to be able to do it because well, it it didn't last. That's what I was gonna say. Is it'll look the same, but it'll be different in yeah. what it is. Right. R- yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it'll yeah, be like better. Like a chick with a dick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what? We're getting back to like basic elements, though, right? Wood, uh, metal, steel, concrete. Metal. Concrete's yeah. huge, and, and kitchens now. A lot of people are doing that stuff's like one hundred and twenty dollars really? per foot. Yeah. Concrete. How does that work? Concrete oh, countertops. You got to bring out. Uh, oh, so you? Yeah, they're preformed. They make them in a warehouse. And okay, so you're not forming concrete with molds and stuff like that. So prefab yeah, concrete. Actually, you exactly. are doing that. Not me personally, but I have some. But you do. Okay. Yeah, we offer that service. Why am I thinking? Oh, like like a slab for like a flooring the way you do that like no just it? imagine this table but the top isn't wood it's concrete <laughs> that's, got, cool. that's weird that. <laughs> but i'm saying like concrete i'm thinking of a concrete block almost and the concrete can be kind of porous if it's not dude it's the stuff they're doing now is super smooth i mean it's smoother than granite it's mm. like baby wow. smooth it's fiberglass reinforced so you can make it like three quarters of an inch thick mm. they're making ping pong tables out of it now 10 foot long five foot wide three quarters inch thick concrete Seems unnecessary. Yeah. A lot of ping pong tables being stolen Come or something. I don't get it. Ping pong yeah. table. <laughs> well, they're like 20 if grand. If our office wasn't useless <laughs> enough already, we have that. Yeah. That's right. That stays. <laughs> we don't, that can't go. That's my biggest pet peeve with all the uh, the agency or tech offices, the ping pong table. Oh, Fuck they all me. have them. Fuck them. Yeah. Who? 
Why would you want people to walk by and see people playing ping pong? Dicking around? Yeah, Law and I would not put up with that. Yeah. <laughs> Could you get the fucking work? We'll put this my in here. Get the fucking bumper pool out of there. Dude, my you? theory on that, because I've, I've done a lot of those uh, office buildings in Tampa that have those ping pong and pool tables and bars. Yeah. I really think it's just to recruit people to come yeah. work there. Oh, and, sure, and sure. And they do not let them play. <laughs> yeah, it's for their corporate video. Right, nice right. sweeping shot of everybody having a great time. If my employees are fucking dicking around playing Fire. ping pong, like, <laughs> it, it's, like, and competitive, too, that would piss me off even more. Yeah, yeah. if they have, like, a history. <laughs> like, yeah. he lost to him yesterday. What's going to happen? It's like, oh, what the Frank fuck? Frank beating Rob? Frank beating Rob? Yeah. Oh, what? There's a scoreboard? What is happening? He's got a high ankle injury. Right. Yeah. It's <laughs> He's listed as questionable. Um, and that's just the ping pong. What other games are they playing? So, uh, before are we, where are we time wise? We're good. Um, I'm, I'm I want to make sure I ask this question before I forget. Uh, the ROI of investing in your kitchen. Um, do you do you have any stats offhand or anything? You know, when people ask you about that, how can I add more value to my house by adding better cabinets? I don't have any specific. Uh, I kind of put you stats. on the spot there. I should have. But just I know. Make it up. Just make it up. It, it's it's a very obvious thing that anybody would know that you go into a kitchen. If if you're in the market to go buy a house, and you see two houses, one has a brand new, awesome, trendy kitchen, and one is from 1960s, uh-huh. and they're same price, same everything else. Like obviously, you're going to pick the one that has a nicer kitchen if everything else is the same. So you get you do get a direct investment back on your home when you're when you're doing that. And you do more than just kitchen cabinets, right? Yeah, yeah. We're doing commercial cabinets um, for offices. We're doing bookshelves, libraries, closets. Can you build us an outhouse that looks like a that storage? So I, have a, I have a crazy idea. It's a great. I like it. I want to go with the whole camping theme in this place. Okay. Um, like I'm gonna get the ceiling tiles. I want to paint them uh, black. a little dark blue, black, and have some little stars. Glow, gl- yeah, get some glow in the glow in the dark paint and kind of speckle it around. Yeah. In that corner over there, um, off camera, we need a tall cabinet. We need a tall dresser. An outhouse would fit the theme, the overall theme eventually, that will have you kind of filling out uh, in this place. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would look pretty dope. Yeah. And you don't even have to put the back to that thing. We can do one of those. I don't know what it's called. We have like a shoe rack that doesn't have a back. We just um, put it against the wall mm-hmm. and, and drilled it in. What's that called? Uh, installing it? No, no. Like, there's the installation, <laughs> obviously, but like, you know, you can buy a piece of furniture that. Can That's s- like a new thing that IKEA invented. Yeah, but I mean, we can use the wall as the back. You don't have to make a full cabinet, but uh, like floor to ceiling kind of outhouse thing that, you know, we have a bunch of tall equipment. Yeah, then you'd yep. have to be running in here, doing everything in here, running downstairs, measuring, cutting, come back upstairs. We, we yeah, we just yeah, we just don't want like. I want to get rid of all this clutter in this fucking place because it's driving me nuts. Yeah. I, I'm about to go minimalist and just fucking uh, uh, or work our way towards that because this place is one big junk drawer yep. right now. Yeah. What? Uh, all right, man. Well, see, it goes by fast. Yeah. You Appreciate feel good? Yeah, man. We popped that cherry. This is your first <laughs> podcast, It right? was, ever. Um, so, appreciate you bringing me on. You are cabinets.com. You're cabinets.com uh give them a holler you can message we're setting this up on the site for you can message jordan directly to get a hold of him he's gonna hate it it'll go right to his phone right to my phone and we're gonna make sure it's set up we're gonna sit here and watch him do it make sure it works we're gonna use the drift app we're gonna use facebook messenger if you want to talk to him directly there's some things where we really want to up the game for 
cabinet companies that we want to up that uh, client service game. Yeah. And you're already you're already on your way, man. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Check us out, sweatequitypod.com. Mm-hmm. Email us if you want. Eric at sweatequitypod.com. Law at sweatequitypod.com. And shout out to Billy Corbin, who should be coming up on the podcast soon. I don't want to jinx it. Yeah, well, maybe follow up on it and we'll make it happen. Huh? We've got the solid verbal from the director. My favorite documentaries, Broke, uh, on those 30 for 30s. Cocaine Cowboys 1 and 2. It gets less solid every day that he forgets Square about you. We're a grouper. Or we're, I'll, I'll follow up, man. All okay. business is about follow up. Well, well, okay. All, All right. right.